You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I don't know. That's a lukewarm <laughs> response. I don't know how this is going to go now. Uh, everybody doing well? Mm-hmm. Yes, had thank a good, you. Good two weeks. You guys had last week off. You had some replacements. We did. Some substitutes. They were fun. For you. <laughs> 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 no, nah, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It was interesting. They, were, uh, they weren't nervous. They just didn't, I guess they didn't know what to expect. And so it's kind of, you know, kind of all over the place or whatever. Um, but equally, I had to do a lot of editing to get, like, just a lot of the silly, like, it would, we were just talking about stuff that, like, <laughs> he had nothing to do with anything. And they would just come out of nowhere. Like, in one part, Jalen was like, Dad, when you get new glasses? Like, uh, <laughs> like I don't know. Can we talk about this later? But that's how conversations at home are like. So yeah, maybe they true. just felt comfortable. <laughs> maybe so. You're right. So things have been getting back to normal here. Mm-hmm. We are going back to, uh, we have uh, 8 o'clock, really, which is weird, but you had a game last night mm-hmm. at 9 Nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. By nine, I mean eleven. Yep. Right. So, yeah. Well, I guess. In, for, so let me go back. We had first we were in full quarantine, right? And then it was like you go or you could go out one day a week until noon. Then it was till three. Um, I think it was one day a week or five days a week. You go out till three, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, was it five days a week? I think. Yeah. And then you could go out till three. Saturdays yeah, yeah. and Sundays you Sundays couldn't, couldn't go, go out. out. Um, yeah, and then Saturdays was noon. Yeah. And that, that was the extra. And then it went until six. You could be out, or five? Five, five I think it was. Yeah. You could be out Monday through Friday till five, Saturday till three, Sundays not at all. Mm. And now it is Monday through Fridays till eight. The thing is, they haven't, they haven't been enforcing it. In the beginning, they were enforcing it. Mm. But they, I think they just put a general rule to like, kind of, but they don't, they don't enforce it at all. Like, I mean, is it, I, I'm, I don't know. I guess I imagine if you're like downtown yeah. at 1 a.m., you know, then they'd probably take you and send you home or whatever. But they haven't been enforcing it at all. But things are beginning to loosen up. And so we, we can legally be out until 8 or um, somewhere around 8. Unless you, but if you, I think if you have something to do, a reason to be out, then that's legally, it's, it's kind of <laughs> weird. Sport. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just weird because there's so many, like, well, they added so many little asterisks. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. Asterisks? No clue. Anyways, more than one asterisk on the different, on the thing, like, of you can be out if that, which is, you know, which is cool. Um, we've obviously seen the cases go way down. Mm. I mean, honestly, it just seems like everybody got it. But it's weird because there's a lot of asymptomatic talk. And I don't, I mean, maybe we got it and we're asymptomatic, but I didn't. Almost everybody you talk to got sick, mm-hmm. you know, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like, you know, symptoms and stuff. So, I, I don't know. It's a very weird time and stuff. Anyway, so here in, and so in Bolivia, altogether, those are the rules. But then each department or state would be in the U.S., um, region, whatever you want to say. The, the government, the governor and the mayors can kind of decide locally if they want to continue with strict or whatever, you know, restrictions. Our, our um, mayor tested positive. I don't know if you knew that. No. He, he just got it, uh, after, ironically, after everything's all, he just got it like last week. And so he's been kind of down or whatever. Um, 
And but so but they haven't said anything about. So I guess we're just on the measures of everywhere else. So we've been kind of getting back to normal, hmm. and it's been kind of nice to be able to move around a little more. Still taking you know security measures with the mask and stuff like that. You've gone back somewhat to football. Yep. Yeah, football training's back Wednesday to Friday. Yeah, how's that? How was um, that? Last week was first week. Well, last week was the unofficial start, um, where we didn't tell anyone that we started and we just went. <laughs> Um, and so the, the eager kids that came to check the pitch just to see if it was on, um, they all swung by and we were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to we're gonna just kick around today uh, for this week. So last week we didn't do any training. We just played games, um, played matches and stuff. Um, so Wednesday, I think we had like 10, 15 kids. And then by the end of the week, we had 30, 40 kids. Well, yeah, um, word so of mouth. As word of mouth goes around and kids find out. And you, you bump into kids in the street and stuff. So you say, hey, look, we're starting on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, Wednesday we're starting officially. Um, I've been told that we're going to be taking the temperatures <laughs> of the kids when they arrive. I'd have no idea how long that process and that's going to be in place. Yeah, they um, have the little forehead thermometers. So yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're going to bring down. Um, so kids will arrive and then we'll take all the temperatures, and if it's high, we'll send them home. Um, if it's not, we'll keep them. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't imagine them saying, open your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lift your arm up, put on your other arm <laughs> with the mercury thermometer. Like you just standing there. Old school. <laughs> or when you want to get sick, you put it over the lamp. You know <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see. Um, and then I think, because I think the, the thing we were most nervous about is would be the really high numbers of kids because, you know, kids are at school. Mm -hmm. um, so that just opens up a whole different whole different bracket of kids that could come but last week we didn't have i think we had like two new kids that wouldn't normally come all the rest that came were just the regulars that normally came anyway so um i think if, if numbers get too high then we'll we'll either split the session into two over so different age groups so like um three till four thirty, then four thirty till six yeah or we'll do alternate days so younger kids wednesdays older kids thursdays yeah um, and work it out like that but i don't know Cross that bridge when yeah. it comes to it. There's a lot of decisions to be made going forward. I, I guess you know. Yeah. Um, and we're in the same boat with our, with church. Obviously, we're like at a place where okay, we're gonna start going back. We technically can't legally this month, but it looks like actually I thought we were gonna be get the green light this month. That's what we were kind of like okay, getting our stuff I ready. I thought people were still going, were already going back to church. Oh, they were. They are, but. That's because they, I mean, it's just breaking the law, like, honestly. Because oh, okay. you can't have any big gatherings. So you can't, the weddings, illegal. They There was a party down there, like, two weeks ago, and uh, the police went and busted it up. Like, some type of, I mean, like, bars, weddings, clubs, like, you can't do any of that. Um, you, you know, it gets shut down. And then, I don't know, like, initially some of the pastors were saying it was persecution because they heard, you know, different from different countries and stuff, people saying that type of stuff, but... It's like you can't have weddings, you can't have, you can't have big, large gatherings, clubs, none, like none of that. All that stuff is getting shut down. And so um, they decided to extend, it's not about having church, it's about a lot of people meeting together. And so they um, decided to extend that to October, which, you know, like it would be great to have church service and stuff like that. But on the other, on the, on that side of it, like I get it, like it's better one more month, like let's not rush back and then you have another because yeah, yeah. like here, I don't know about in the UK or in the United States or whatever, but we we can't take another wave here like that. Like that's it, we can we can take the first one. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. And like 
again, I know the health care systems and all that stuff is different. But in here specific, I can't even speak for different countries, but here specifically, like we just can't, yeah. we can't go through that again um, yeah. on the level that we went through it. It's just not that it's, yeah, it's not necessary and it's silly at this point and careless to do that. So one more month of not legally having church. One guy told Miguel, one pastor was like, I couldn't even pay my water bill. So we had to go back. Like, so he had to get paid. Mm-hmm. And so like, in part, at least he's honest, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause that's the truth about a lot of it. But I don't know. That's a whole can of worms within and of itself. So we we haven't because we want to work with the government. So we want to honor them. And, you know, everybody pull when their favorite candidate wins and president, we always pull out the verses about honoring those that are, you know, Mm -hmm. that are in charge and stuff like that. So that even goes when they don't do things that we want or having grace for them in this time because it's a hard decision. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not that simple. Like, oh, we'll just shut churches down. (laughs) You know, like. I mean, our our mayor here is he panders big time to the church because he's trying to get reelected, and so that's why he had all those meetings and stuff. And we went down to the, you know, yeah. Anyway, it's a whole other thing. But like, um, so like, it, he's he's not gonna be closing churches to like that's not. He's been trying to pander big time to the evangelical circles and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is a joke. But anyways, anyways, it, that's not the goal. It's not to shut churches down. So again, we want to work with them in the future to help and do stuff in our city. And, uh, you know, have a seat at the table to be able to, you know, have influence over our city leaders and or with our city leaders, whatever you want to say. And so I, um, I think one of the biggest ways to start that is by, like, submitting to their decisions and supporting the decisions when it's not. Is it frustrating? Uh, some Not somewhat. But is it damaging? No, it's not damaging. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're fine. We'll be we'll be fine. The gospel is not being uh, held back or speed bumped or like none, nothing like that. Yeah. So, like, you know. Um, this is bigger than our, our our little preferences or whatever, and so you know we'll go another month. We won't have it, and then we'll probably in October we'll probably start back up. Um, a soft soft start, no kids. We're not gonna have kids for a while. Um, so I don't know. We're in all those conversations now, trying to figure stuff out. We have obviously been remodeling the church. If you follow our channel on uh, on YouTube or friends with us on Facebook or whatever, you've seen that. So we're getting to. I think the end. No, I doubt it. I mean, it, you know, we've done most of the big projects, but then the little stuff is what adds yeah. up. So, but we want to get all that done before um, the before we go back. We're adding another bathroom in our church. Hey, no, there was a bathroom that was added there upon it during construction, which is like fifteen, thirteen years ago, and it just never, no one ever finished it. And so we were like, hey, we have like a hundred bodies in here on Sundays, counting kids. One bathroom is, you know, it's just not. And so we wanted to finish that. So we've been doing that. Uh, I think Rudy and I are going to finish it. Um, the cement work. We've learned that. Like Masons. <laughs> we built the stage the other day. We we built the uh, the back thing, whatever. We, you know, there's a lot of different stuff. So hopefully we'll get all that done before. Mm. So so that we can open back up. So Or before we open back up is what I'm trying to say. So we can open back up. We got a logo for the wall and stuff. So that should be coming along smoothly. Fingers crossed. Uh, New pulpit. You know, I mean. I haven't seen any of that. uh, It's not in there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it'll all come out the way that we envision it, right? (laughs) But um, yeah, it's just, I mean, we just took advantage of it in the quarantine in that sense. It got stuff done. Mm -hmm. And so take advantage of it. We can't have church. Well, how can we advance our church building while we're not having church, you know? 
Um, and so, yeah, we did it. So for us, it's been, I mean, honestly, somewhat of a blessing, not, not having church, but having the time to be able to yeah. dedicate, to commit to this stuff and dedicate. We wouldn't have been able to do any of this nah. had there not been. Nah. It would have been too chaotic. Yeah, yeah. Who's preaching if we're going to spend 40 yeah. hours in there, yeah, yeah. you know, hammering and drilling and stuff. like. And, and even with, like, Carla having her kids mm-hmm, program yeah, in impossible. there and stuff, we wouldn't be able to do cutting and, That's right. and stuff with kids running around. Yeah, absolutely, literally impossible. Mm. So, I don't know. We just I, I feel like we've made the best of it. And, you know, so here we are. Anyways, today's topic, 30 minutes later. Uh, we're good at, we're getting good at, like, not rambling, but, like, Small talk. We're getting good at small talk. Um, the question for today or the topic for today is uh, what is furlough and what does it look like? So furlough, um, uh, most people have probably heard the term, but if you don't know what it is, furlough, it's typically a, a time, it's a like a sabbatical, like an extended sab- sabbatical. Some people take, it's the missionary, it's a missionary, uh, it's not a missionary term, but it's a thing that's used a lot in the missionary world. Um, where people basically go away for a certain amount of time and they they it's, they furlough like they go on like a break or whatever. I was reading that up until recently, um, with all the internet and stuff, that furlough was typically four years on the field, on the mission field, and one whole year back in your home country. Um, four years and one year. Four years and one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that was because. Um, that was because they wanted families and children to really know their their Absolutely. country. Mm-hmm. So they they extended they they required organizations required of their missionaries that they would spend a full year in their country and four years in their the country they were serving in. Um, but on top of wanting the families to learn their culture and their country and their ways, it was also supposed to be um, a time of rest. Uh, from everything that you've worked so hard on those previous four years and simultaneously be a time where you visit every single one of your supporting churches and preach and encourage them and keep them up to date. So I'm just like, which one is it? Are you you resting or are you? No, not at all. That travel in the church is draining. Like it's not, and it's, it's stressful because I know I'm taking the conversation different, but (laughs) like you, you, so, and you haven't done this yet. Thank God. Um, I mean, not think, guys. Not, the, but you know, supporting um, churches. We love you, and we yeah, love. No, no, it's not. Yeah, no, no, yeah. That sounded terrible. But what I'm trying to say is that you spend a lot of money to go raise money, and you're not sure if anybody's, if you're going to gain yeah. support or if you're going to maintain support. You could literally spend. I mean, for, for me, that's why I go by myself. Is it's so expensive? Hmm. People are like, oh, why didn't you bring the girls? Like, man, I want to. First, they're in school, but equally, it's going to cost us five thousand dollars to travel to the states. Mm-hmm. And so what if we travel to the States and we get $5,000? And the point is to raise, we need to raise more support. So we need more monthly supporters. So if I go $5,000 or we go and we spend $5,000 and, and we get $5,000 in cash, that's not a win. That's a lot. Like that's a lot. And then plus minus the time that we're away, you know, from our home and our, our jobs and whatever, like it, it's, it's not a win. And so you're, it's very stressful to have, it's a financial burden, you know, now, most times you you know you obviously you make because most people aren't really interested in monthly financial support they want to give you a gift which is awesome like that not not complaining but equally you know what i'm trying to say like so if you spend the five thousand then those those gifts if they add up to five thousand then you just broke even Mm. and so it's like and so that's why i typically go by myself is one because the girls are summertime here is wintertime 
in the States and it's hard to travel around by vehicle and time. I mean, snow, ice, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but equally, like it's, it's just way cheaper. I, I'll spend $1,500 and I'll go and it makes it, you know what I mean? So the, the margin is way less. Mm-hmm. So if I make $1,500 and I get $2,000, $2,500 and like, usually we don't talk numbers on here, but like, I just want people to understand mm-hmm. like why what you said is important. Um, to do all that or whatever. And because you're so, it's so stressful, you're traveling around, you're, there's no, like, there's moments where you get to relax and talk to your parents and your aunts and uncles or whatever, you know, your friends, but just not a relaxation trip by any means. Yeah. Um, it's not restful. And we had also, like, earlier on in our, when we first became missionaries, had decided that we weren't going to, like, not vet churches, but determine which church we will go visit based on the potential of their giving. Because, like, who are we to say, oh, they're going to give, well, let's go visit them. And, oh, they don't look like they're going to give so because they're small, yeah. a small church. We're not going to go there. Like, no, we will equally, if if time permits, um, accept any invitation that we... Yeah, we'll go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, if we can get there, like, we'll, we'll go. It doesn't... Cause it, like, we just... And this is... We're going way out but i'll say this and then we can bring it back to furlough because we're talking about fundraising all of a sudden (laughs) but like i don't know what i think i one thing i took in fundraising and i don't know maybe it's it's up to you but is um the last two times i just decided i'm not going to fundraise i'm yes i want to fundraise and i want i mean but that's i'm just going to go as a guest preacher in my mind like if they ask me to preach i'm going as a guest preacher Mm -hmm. So I'm not like, I'm not thinking about money. I'm not thinking about anything. And because I just, it just gets, it's exhausting. It's tiring. And you're, you're like nervous constantly. God is your provider. Yes, I know that. But it doesn't mean that you don't struggle with this. Cause you, like you have, man, I have my wife and kids at home. I, then we have like Rudy works for us. We have project, like we have projects and stuff that are pending on if we have enough money or not. And so you're like literally the whole time you're walking around like with that burden or whatever. And it, so anyways, we're not talking about fundraising today though. Talking about furlough. So, but yeah, so that, but that, it was important to bring that up, I think. That the, fundraising is not a furlough. Yeah, that's yeah. not, that's not a furlough. But, um, I, that's what I was, the way I was taught as well, is furlough is a time where you just, I don't know what you do, honestly, because we don't take furloughs, and I'll get to that in a minute. But you just relax and like, or do what you want to do, I guess, kind of, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, visit family and build relationships and your family can meet your kids and you know all that type of stuff and um spend a good amount of time around them or whatever um fundraising is that it's work it, you know you're moving around a lot you're tr- you're going city to city it's work you know and so i was taught that they were different so that's the, actually the first time that i heard i mean obviously it makes sense you know especially back in the day before all this stuff and whatever yeah well i read that on a blog from a chairman of missions in a baptist college or university yeah. so yeah that makes sense. So, I would, have you been like furlough? You have no, no experience. Yet. Oh, not experience, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, have you? Do you have, what are your thoughts on it? Do you have like, do you? What do you? What have you? What is your perception of what it is? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it would very much that sense of you go back and then you have to fit everything in to those six months. So you mm-hmm. have to, you have to be relaxed, but you also have to visit friends and family, and you have to raise money, um, all simultaneously. Is that the right word? Yeah, simultaneously. Yeah, yeah I can maybe doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that. the right word. Wasn't sure yeah. the pronunciation. Uh, but that kind of sense. But yeah, I mean, a question that I guess I have for it is because like, I, I sit like, 
I don't holiday in the UK. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm in the UK, I don't holiday in the UK. So for me, the idea of going back to the UK for a holiday wouldn't be a holiday. It wouldn't be a break time <laughs> yeah. because I don't holiday in the UK anyway. Yeah. So I think for me, something that I would look to implement um, would be, okay, anytime I go back to the UK, it will be to fundraise. It will be to see friends. Mm-hmm. It will be to see family, but it won't be for a holiday. Um, and I'll go somewhere else yeah. for a holiday. Mm-hmm. So maybe like... Um, do two years on the field and then go back to the UK and then do another year and then I don't know go somewhere in Europe or yeah. go to Colombia or yeah. go to Argentina or somewhere like that just for a week or two weeks yeah. um, something like that so take an actual specific I'm going to go somewhere where I don't know um, for an actual holiday yeah and treat it as a holiday yeah because that's it, that's where the lines get blurred is people have like like vacation time and then like rest time and but i guess it all does get mixed in you know um like so for us we take vacations like we'll go on vacation to the states Mm. and it's not like you said it's not really vacation the reason it's vacation is because we have kids and nieces and nephews and stuff yeah and so it's like because honestly if we didn't have like that like it'd be like uh yeah like you're saying like Mm. let's go to (laughs) let's go to madrid or you know (laughs) or whatever uh, but like, you know, obviously at this point now with our kids, it's important that we want them to see and it's enjoyable for them to be around the cousins, aunts, uncles, uh, grandparents, etc. So that's our like vacation time. So we'll go to the States and we do like when, when we go on vacation, like last time it was Christmas. And it, it, you're right. It wasn't really vacation. It, it was great. Mm. I'm not saying, but it wasn't vacation necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was vacation in the sense that we're not here and we're not working. That, we weren't at home. That's, I mean, in that sense, it was, and we got to spend time with family, but that's not vacation. That's Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what normal Christmas should be yeah. for, for most people. And so we just had a normal Christmas, but you know, we do, we count that as vacation, um, these days, but yeah, uh, we don't do furloughs. Not, we don't hate for, I mean, it's not that, let me say this. Everybody's entitled to do what, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's a gazillion different methods and, and ways to do furlough and time in the States and whatever. But um, when you're with a, an organization, oh, yeah. you have to follow their... Yeah, yeah, their, their protocol furlough, or whatever. Furlough protocol, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so like there was uh, one organization, they did two years on, one year off. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that's... Ex- personally, I feel like that's extreme yeah. because, okay, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What is your... Because let's say you're a church planner. You plan a church two years, now you got to be gone for a year. Mm. Man, so you come back, you're starting to square one. I mean, pretty much, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is with the assumption that you've already discipled great leaders. But when you think about just two years to plan a church, disciple great leaders, and to have it running and flowing without yeah, yeah. your help, yeah, yeah. it's... No, I was just going to say, t- two years in, you're just starting to preach mm-hmm. in Spanish. What, like, you know what yeah. I mean? With confidence, barely. True, yeah, true. Barely. And so it's like, okay... I I get taking care of people. I get that. But then equally, and there's different ways to view missions too. And I guess that's all this plays a part because some people view missions as a, like a military, deplo- military, military deployment. So going to Afghanistan for how long you'll be there? Nine months. And then what? Oh, we're going back. And so that's what I think. So, and that's, that's fine. Some people view missions as like as a deployment. So they're here for how long is your term? Mm-hmm. And so my term is two years, then I'm gone. And they like, they know that. Yeah. And so, you know, you take, you do it like that. For us, it's different. We live here. We have dogs and pets and our house. And, you know, I mean, we're, we live here. You know, our kids, 
go to Bolivian schools, not, you know, Spanish, like, this is where we put roots down, you know, um, and it, I'm not, nothing is better or worse, it's just different, you know, mm-hmm. and so for us, it, it, the idea of furlough is, I mean, of t- like, when I say furlough, I mean, like, an extended period of time, not like a month, two months, three months, but I mean, like, a year. The idea of us taking a year and just not being here for a year mm. is just not realistic, one, and honestly stressful because, and I, I want to be respectful, because, but I'm just sharing, this is my opinion, right? So I'll just, and also it's the Red Roots podcast, so we can say whatever we want. Um, no, but like, what, what other job do you work in the world where you get a year off? Mm. Well, and I mean, that's called unemployment from like, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we work for a carpentry shop. Oh yeah, but I'm t- I mean, they gave me a year off. Oh, no, they fired you. Like that's what you know. And so, like, I believe in time off and self care and all this mm. other stuff. But equally, like a year, mm. two years off. Like, what? What do you do? What? Yeah, that'd be my biggest question. What do you do for a year? Because surely you'd just be sitting there going, "I wish I was back." Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking about all the things that you were doing. And now you're not no I know, longer doing that. I know I some people who were missionaries that literally itinerated. And for an entire year, they were at a different church every Sunday and Wednesday preaching. But that's not furlough. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, I mean. But it was included in their time of furlough of going back. Yeah, but technically, you're not relaxing if you're doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not. But equally, like, uh, you can again you can do it but look, we have to look at the roots of why you do what you do and that's why some of these missions organizations i think need to reevaluate some of the things we've talked about different stuff like this before about like the escapism like the escape mm. mentality like oh yeah. gotta get out of there because uh, unfortunately a lot of these rules were written in a time when people or supremacy was a huge issue a bigger issue than it is now um no better way to say it, it was a wasn't taboo. It was just like, it is what it is. Yeah. And so, you know, you need a break from being with those people. Or you need a break because no one there is qualified to speak into your life. So you need to come here and get ministered to. When it's like, my neighbor's ministered to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or, or it's viewed as you were suffering for four years. Yeah, and yeah. Now we finally get, you finally get to be in the place where you are not suffering every day. Yeah, because you had to live where people, you know... Uh, that are less than you. You had to live a less than a life that is below you. Mm-hmm. You've lived that way for three or four years, so you need to come and have a mm-hmm. year break. Again, not saying the breaks are wrong or anything, but we just have to really, re- you know, revisit maybe uh, the reasoning and motives behind our 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 the way the, for why we why do we want to do for or why do we why are we requiring it to take care of the missionaries? Oh, that's awesome, but are you being taken care of? You know what I mean. Cause like for me, who knows me best right now? Yeah, on a on a on a certain level, my parents and my you know my friend, but like not really, like the people that are around me every day. Cause you're changing, right. like you know you change all the time. So the people that are around you every day, and this is the way it's supposed to be. Your church community is supposed to be the people that know you best. That's where confession happens. That's where growth happens, and all these things. So, I, again, this I'm I'm trying to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but equally, like as a person who belongs to a church, if I'm going through a rough time, the worst thing you can do is remove me from that mm. and throw me into another church with Christians that I'm, I don't, I'm not around them. I can be phony around them. I can hide stuff and whatever. It's like, 
Uh, and I, this is a stretch. I'm fully aware of it. But equally, what is the first thing that you, when you mess up or when you fall short, what is the first thing the enemy starts talking to you and whispering in your ear? Isolate yourself. No one understands you. No, whatever. Go over or send you to a people, a group of people that they, they really can't get in your business so they can just pretty much agree with you and pet you up. And it keeps your sins and stuff secret and hidden. Again, I know this is I'm, this is a, an exaggeration or a, a extreme case, I should say. But equally, like you don't need to go get your loon, your your loons licked, your wounds licked. If you're not, you know what I mean. If you're the one hurting people, or if you're the one, you know, you you sometimes you need to be corrected, mm-hmm. and that happens under the discipline of the local church. And they, if you are not the pastor, if you're not whatever, or if you're, and even if you are, there's elders that have a, a biblical authority to be able to confront you on issues and really call you out that they see you in everyday life. Mm-hmm. So, for me to run away from it, to not submit to anybody here, and I'm just here to minister, but then to run off to somewhere else to be another part of another community that I'm not really a part of. Just I'm temporarily there for a year to get quote unquote ministered to. Then I don't understand what the mm. I don't understand the meaning of church. Mm. And equally, if I think that people here just because their skin is brown or because they speak Spanish or because it's a third world country can't speak into my life and minister to me, then I'm I'm messed up. What am I doing here? Yeah. If I'm not letting people in, because we've said this before, I'm not here for for to, I'm just not here to teach and be the head of everything. I'm here to be a part of something, a part of the community. I'm here to receive equally as much as I'm here to give. And yes, boy, am I ever here to give. I definitely am. But I can't be here to give if I'm not here to receive. That's not. So for me, if I'm having a hard time, again, I'm not against break. I'm not against having a break or taking a break. Again, I want to be very clear about that. Um, However long, that's up to you. But equally, if I feel that the reason I need to go is to be restored and refreshed and whatever, then I would have to question, what am I doing in my church? Mm. And I'm cheating my church by thinking that I'm just here to, I'm talking down to them. Whether I, whether I see it like that or not, whether that's my intentions or not, I'm speaking down to them because I'm speaking to people that I will not allow to speak to me. And that's not, that's not okay. I don't think, I don't think it's um, necessarily if you take a break, it's because you need to be restored no, 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 no. from your people. Well, no, I'm saying in that case, though. I'm not saying oh, that's okay. the case every time. I'm saying in that case, because that's on paper, that's sometimes what it is. It's like the idea is to come and so that you can get ministered to and blah, 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 which yeah. again, I, I get that. But however, like that should have been happening all year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like in, in your church and yeah. submitting to you just equally as you would if you lived in the United States, you would submit to that church. So why is it that when we come here, we don't, you know what I mean? We can't submit to the authorities in our church here. Maybe there's a supremacy issue hiding in there somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. Again, not in every case, not even in most cases, but definitely in some cases, you know. And so that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. I know um, that as far as like furlough, I think that a lot of people probably try to work through their furlough because of just the optics. Like your, your supporters continue supporting you through that year. Most people are on furlough or three months. And so naturally you want to show them show people, be accountable to people that, look, this is what we're doing and still deserving of your monthly support. And so they're like, we're going to visit you this week. Then we're going to this church that week. Or Because if not, it just looks like a year vacation. And mm. it's like, believe it or not, which I think people have the right to, to a certain degree, 
take offense to the fact that you're just kicking your feet up over at in Miami at a beach somewhere for a whole year. Yeah, for a year. That's the uh, that's the real issue. It's not for you know. Yeah. That you take a break because some people get upset if you take a break at all. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be ministering the gospel. You're eating steak. Like we had that. I took Melinda out. It was our anniversary? I think we got a steak, and I took a picture of it and put it on Facebook or something. And the guy was like. Uh, well, I forget what he said. Something about this is where our support money's going or something like that. I was like, bro, first of all, you support us for like 25 cents a month. <laughs> so keep your bubble gum. And like, if you, that, if, you know what I mean? If you think you're buying stocks and you can control, like I take my wife out for a $7 steak, mm. like keep your bubble gum stick a month and, you know, go complain with somebody else. Like, because that, that's the absurd. And so if you go on vacation, <laughs> that's what missionaries do. Have their feet up. Like, bro, like yeah. you don't go on vacation? Because mm. it goes on both sides. Equally, like, no one in the real world takes a year of vacations. Yeah. That's the reality. But equally, everyone in the real world can take vacations mm. well, to an extent, right? And so it, there's two extremes to it. One side, that, you know, people, like, say that we can't take vacations at all. Even w- from vacation, sitting on the beach, commenting on our Facebook post about us being on vacation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, thinking that we can't do that or whatever. But on the other side, like, it's a bit extreme to have a year of vacation. Not a year off, but whatever. But a year of vacation is like, okay. I think if, I don't know. I think if I, for me personally, if I get to that place to where I need a year off, like like that to go and like, I mean, I need some reevaluation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, is this really what I need, you know? I think that there are some <laughs> some special cases where, where we've seen, you know, maybe one of the, the one person in, in the marriage is, Maybe having mental health issues and they need help. Absolutely. Um, from from a different community. Yeah. I don't know because it could have. Sometimes you know you don't get good mental health in a third world country. So yeah. That's just the reality. Well, so, like there's no access to the doctors and stuff like that. Yeah. Here and that's a different thing though. That's mm-hmm. a complete for me. It is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you would consider that a furlough. You would just say we need to go take a break for a little bit. Yeah, because it's not. That's not relaxing. Yeah. Like getting healthcare and stuff, and like you know, trying to figure out what's wrong with you. That's not like so. I don't count that either. I guess I have this very, very narrow idea of what furlough is. So what is furlough? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that in this podcast. <laughs> what is it then? You say what it is. I mean, I read what a professional said. It is go. It's leaving a professional missionary, a professional writer of a blog <laughs> that works yeah. at a seminary. I don't know. Uh, he said that's what it is now. Or no, that's what? he said that's what it was mm. before the internet. Kind yeah. of just allowed us to connect with people mm. um, back home, you know. Go ahead. Sorry. But he said it's changing now. You would, um, you, um, you see less people let uh, the furlough period getting shorter. So it'll just be months versus a whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some require you like a year and a half, two years still. That's, I mean, this is a long time. And I think that probably goes back to what you were saying. How they break them up into terms. So you serve your first term, which is four years. Then you go back for a year. So you are supposed to finish up what you started in the beginning of those four years by the end of your four years. So you're done. You don't have anything to keep checking back in on. Yeah. And then you serve another term, which is four years. So yeah. maybe you go back to the same project or you start something else. When I guess if you do that, it, it it's good I, it's, I, if, you, if your idea is to not start any long-term projects. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to do... Uh, I don't know, a kid's, if you do a Bible study, like, or a small group leader or something like that for, you know, for two years, 
You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, it's all going to come to shambles because hopefully you're part of a church if you're doing that anyways. But, mm-hmm. you know, or if you want to start a basketball program, yeah, it's fine. You can take, you know, you can, but. Build wells. Yeah, yeah. Build, like, but that's that's not even, you, I mean, that's a, that's a trip. Thing. Yeah. Like, you know, um, but I think if you want to like do church planting or like stuff like that, or even just. Orphanage work. Maybe? Yeah, like orphanage work, like. That, it's not that, you know what I mean? It's not that simple. Mm. And it's even um, not detrimental, but it, it kind of is like to your, because to, like, okay, we got some new kids at the orphanage. Now we got to leave for a year. Yeah. And we literally can't go. Our organization won't let us go. Or you were their parental figure for four years and then, yeah, then you yeah. have to leave. Yeah, and these kids years. have issues like that anyways, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Of being abandonment issues and now here I am disappearing for a year out of their lives. Mm-hmm. It's not, again, I'm not, Maybe I am knocking for, but like I'm not. That's not what my intentions are. It's just like it's it's a complex thing. It's not as simple as like, mm-hmm. oh, take a year break. Mm-hmm. Well, you take a year break. Oh, I can't. My job would never let. Me. Okay, well, you know. So you're just saying it looks different depending on your. Work. Yeah, it, it definitely looks different. I, my thing is not even what you do or how long your furlough is or isn't. My thing is your heart. Mm-hmm. It's like why? Okay, not. I'm not questioning your furlough. I'm I'm saying have this conversation and thought with yourself of like, okay. Why am I, why do I feel I need a year off? There are legitimate, I'm sure there are legitimate reasons for that. Um, But just, you know, it just needs to be, because if it's like, ooh, I just need to get around some people who can speak to me and minister, you know what I mean? Like, I need to get around some people who can help me. I need to be ministered to and whatever. Well, then there's, you have some, there's some other issues there that's not, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's people everywhere that can minister to you. You know, there's Mm -hmm. people that believe Jesus, they're, they, they know the word as well. They, they, but this goes into another thing is we think, think about churches in the United States, at least. I don't know. How many elders in churches are poor? You barely ever see a poor elder in church. Barely ever. So there's some type of connection that we have between financial success and spiritual maturity, even though that's absolutely not true at all. You rarely ever see a, a, a person who lives in a trailer park or in the projects being an elder in church. And so for some reason, we're, equiv- we're, we're, we're making a, a false equivalent between those two. And I think we carry that m- mentality here is when we see people who struggle and live in little shanty houses or villages or whatever, we're kind of like, not intentionally, but I think we kind of believe that they can't yeah. speak to, you know what I mean? Uh, they don't get it. They're not whatever. Yeah. He doesn't even have good shoes. Like, what does that have to do with, but, you know, we would have not received well from John the Baptist, you know, this guy's eating bugs. Not because he's weird and he likes eating bugs. He's hungry. <laughs> like, he doesn't have anything to eat, you know? Like, he's dirty looking, you know, but that's, that's, that's irrelevant. That's completely irrelevant to the gospel. Um, yeah, present yourself well because of the way that our society is and stuff. But equally, it has nothing to do with spiritual maturity, you know, how much money you make or don't make and whatever. Work ethic, possibly, there's an argument to be made there. But... You know, your bank account and all that doesn't. But I, I feel like there's a parallel there. Maybe I'm making stuff up, but I don't know many people that can name many poor elders in churches either. Mm-hmm. It's usually somebody with, you know, that makes it, not rich, but, you know, makes a good amount of money. Yeah. There's almost never do you see someone that works at McDonald's being a church elder. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because most of the time we look down on people that make less money. Like, that's that. Just call it what it is, you know. Yeah. And so I think that same mentality comes when you're here. It's like everybody's poor. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, by U.S. standards, everybody's poor here. So it's like, uh, who can speak into my life? You know what I mean? And that's not right. That's not right at all. 
look to the hearts of people and look what, you know, man, if God can use a donkey and a fish and all this other stuff that he can use rich people, poor people, you know, people with no legs, people with no, you know, whatever, like blind people, you know, down syndrome, like, man, let people speak into your life, man, and really be open, you know, for that to happen. It's a really um, challenging, I guess, perspective that you brought up, you know, like it challenges you to, you know, to, to look around and say, well, if I, if I don't feel like I do have a group of people that are able to minister to me, pour into me, or even feel comfortable doing that, the mm. question is, why not? You know? Yeah, well, yeah, because it's not like, the, if the people hate you so much, they don't want to pour into your life, like... They're not going to let you pour into their life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just going to not want exactly. to be a part of you at all. And I, I guess, like, if you live in a village off in the jungle somewhere, like, it's a different conversation. Like, at that point, yeah, you probably need to come back and get some, like, just poured into. Because you don't have internet out there. You can't, like... Skype or FaceTime, you know what I mean? You can't, yeah. or, or access messages on YouTube to get poured into or whatever. And a lot of times in, in like, not villages like around here, but like jungle villages, like where people don't wear clothes and stuff. Like they're not going to be pre, like they don't, a lot of these people haven't even heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at some point you definitely want to be open through your work of them growing enough, like not growing mm-hmm. enough. That's, that's not what I want to say. But like, you know what I mean? Maturing to a place where they start, they get yeah. it and they want to pour into people and minister to people. But in the beginning, yeah, I mean, definitely. But that's, there are not a ton of missionaries like that working. I mean, I would say 90% of missionaries work in urban areas at this point. I'm just, I'm just making up a assumption, I guess. Like, or some type of urban area. When I say urban, I don't mean big city, just some type of city with internet, you know, some type of running water, et cetera, et cetera. So, I don't know. It's my opinion. Simon <laughs> <laughs> so just shakes his head. I think as well, like, on a different note, um, I'd be interested to see, like, I don't think anyone's ever going to chart this, but I'd be, be interested to see a chart um, on, like, the, the correlation between the longer that you're on furlough or the longer that you're awake, uh, awake, longer that you're <laughs> that, that too <laughs> the longer that you're away um and then the number of missionaries that just then don't come back or don't go back mm-hmm. to their their sending country because i feel like for me the longer the break would be the harder it would be to then come back yeah. absolutely like if you're telling me okay i'm going to be here for two years and i have to go back to the uk for a year i mean that ruin my life would just ruin me that idea of i could never settle anywhere because i was here for two years and i was there for one yeah. year then i was here for two years you're just constantly looking at the calendar, thinking, yeah. where am I going to be next month? You don't have a home, yeah. Yeah, you're just constantly on the move. Um, and so I might be able to do two years, then one year, then come back for two years. But if I go back for that second one year, I don't know if I'd, I'd come back. Because I'd be like, I can't mm. do this anymore. This constant moving, yeah. traveling around. Um, because so much changes in a year. It does. So you could have an amazing two years somewhere, go away for a year, come back, and then just everything that you've known. Because you're going to envisage envisage yeah you're going to envision envision. oh i was like yeah i don't know bro you (laughs) lost me on that you're going to envision let's use trinidad for example um because we obviously are here um you're going to envision trinidad as how you knew it for those two years so that whole year that you're away you're going to be envisioning trinidad Mm. as how it was for those two years and then you come back and all of a sudden it's now nothing like Mm -hmm. what it was a year ago people have changed Kids have moved on, leaders have moved on, churches have come, churches have gone, 
streets have come streets have yeah. gone you've got new neighbors there's now yeah, seven new true. houses in your that's very true and you're, and you're starting again and you're thinking you know and all of a sudden because I, I would feel like the new guy all over yeah. again even mm-hmm. though you, people know you if you've got new neighbors you're the new guy yeah they don't know they're you they're like well I've been here eight months where have yeah. you been <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's like new. well I was, I was here a year ago <laughs> so yeah just that constant having to just feel like I was starting from scratch um feeding in to people for two years and then having to say, "Why I'm off. I'll be back in a year. Good luck. Kind of thing. Um, we'll see what happens in a year's time. I I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to continue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I I would be interested to see like, you know, the longer the the furlough, how many people actually come back, um, after that. Go ahead. I know that it becomes with that model becomes really difficult as well with, children too because you know, children are in a school for a year mm. or um they're every day of their life um every day in that year spending with their grandparents and to take them remove them from that is heartbreaking for them and then and then they're here wondering why do you have to take me away from there that i want to live there you know or yeah. it may be the case i'm not saying it's always the case but but to have to convince your child that you're coming with me because i'm your parent versus you can stay wherever you're happiest Mm. you know it's it can be a struggle in a family aspect too yeah yeah that's yeah that's very true like i think some people think like our kids are troopers specifically in our case because they live overseas and they live it but like (laughs) our kids are living the dream like they have a blast at life Mm. like they They have all these animals and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's an experience. And, like, it's a, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's, um, like, they're, it, they have so many memories and so many things that they've, like, that they've experienced at this age already, like, at home, mm-hmm. like, here, you know. I think they'll have a, a deep appreciation when they grow older. And say they go back to the States or whatever and they start meeting people that didn't have these experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they'll you know, have a deep, much deeper appreciation for yeah. just having these life experiences so young of being able to do stuff here that they couldn't do. Like, I remember when my dad took me to school in the motorcycle every day. Mm. Like, you know, me and my sister. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> remember how the pothole, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it sounds like a terrible thing there, like all the potholes, but then like to them it's fun. Remember we used to, like, you know, we used to go out back and remember that lizard, those lizards we used to, like, it's just an, an experience. Remember when the parrots would fly over, like, it's just so much that they're experiencing living here that they couldn't. I'm not saying it's better. Mm. I'm saying it's different. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't, I mean, at this point in my life, I don't believe in better. Yeah. I don't believe there's a such thing as the greatest country on earth. I don't, I don't believe that. Are, do some countries have more opportunities? Absolutely. But I think be where you are, like, mm. you know, and embrace what there is. Because I was talking to my mom about this yesterday. It's like, we could easily come here in your favorite restaurant, McDonald's. <laughs> It'd be like, there is no, there is no McDonald's here. Oh man, there is no Mc-. like, and you could say that for two years or you could embrace what is here because mm. there are things here that there aren't there. And so you can say like, oh man, you know, I don't know. There isn't, but there's like, there's more time with friends and family and stuff here. It doesn't make this a better place. It makes it different. And they're equally now when you leave, you're there's like, obviously there are things you miss about the UK right now. Like we miss things about the US. But equally, when we go to the U.S., there's things we miss about here, mm. and so it's it's not even it's not even worth wasting your time and comparing, because there's no there's no comparison on any level either way. It's just embrace where you are, man, and enjoy that, and yeah. you know, and go, and that's what like 
trying to teach my kids is like to embrace life and and really be humble too. One of my neighbors um, was saying that he said it several times actually, talking about how much he appreciates the girl's ability to, because like they, were, I mean, there's some kids on our street that are really poor, and like they're good, they don't care, mm. like they don't like the kid, you know, there's holes in their shoes and stuff, and he's like, man, I notice like how much they don't care. They just play with kids. They're not like looking like weird or whatever. It's like they just don't care. He's like, I really admire. They notice though. Because oh, they notice. They, yeah. Um, the other day, Jolie asked me, Jalen asked me, Mom, how do poor people get clothes if they're poor? You know? And then Jolie also, you know, we're cleaning out their closet because they've grown so much. <laughs> they don't have uh, much clothes that fit them. Jolie's like, I want to go take this to this girl down the street, my friend down the street. And I said, well, you can't just go and dump a bunch of clothes at one house. Like, you need to ask if they want them first. You yeah. know, let them pick, go through it, you know, because then she's going to be left with clothes that she doesn't want. And, like that's not right. Um, well, and, well, I mean, I, I mean, I know you're saying, but I'm just saying that's not going to happen. They're going to wear every piece. But well, I just, far, I just think as far as their dignity, like you don't just no, no, drop no, 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 trash, I'm, no. I'm with you. you I'm know. just saying that they, you know, I'm, no, I'm with you. I don't disagree. Well, I'm just trying to teach my girls a lesson. I, that, no, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm with you. You don't take your leftovers and just drop it off at somebody's house because mm-hmm. they're quote unquote poor. You know, you you give them but, the option to accept it if they want. But it. that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking of helping, and that's what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. like when I say they don't care that they're poor, I mean that they're not like turning their noses up or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're conscious of like, oh. How can I help these people? And they're at that age now to where they, they realize that they have a lot more than most people. Yeah. And so they look at that and they're like, okay, well, how can, I, well, I need to give some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, like, they've taken shoes and stuff to her, mm-hmm. you know, Dulce or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they'll take all that stuff to her. And, like, I mean, they, they obviously they love it. They get new free yeah. stuff or whatever. But Dulce's their friend, too. It's not yeah, just absolutely. like they see a project that. Yeah, 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 like throwing it out the window yeah. at people in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I have a friend. She's my size. She could really use this. Yeah. I, I like that they're thinking like that because that's the way we're supposed to think, you know, yeah. is seeking out people in need and helping them or whatever. But I think that has been cultivated by living here because in the States, like, you know, you, you'll have in movies and stuff, at least like their parents will drive them to the poor neighborhood so that they'll have an appreciation for where they live. And I don't know, like, <laughs> look, you could be living like these people. Like, that's what, you know what I mean? That's essentially kind of what it's saying. It's kind of weird. But equally, like, they live here. And, like, again, I just think the wealth of experiences that they have in living living here. And, like, long term, I, I, I think it's more than money could buy in that, in that mm-hmm. sense of, you know. That's why it was interesting to me on a podcast when you asked the girls what, what is a missionary. And they just didn't know because to us, we're just living our lives here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, they're yeah. like, I don't know, you make videos? But, <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, I like that they, because to them... Being a missionary is being regular life. So they don't mm. differentiate. They don't see it as a job. This yeah. is just what we do. And I like that because I think, I think that's a good way mm. to view it as adults too. Mm-hmm. And then it made me think like, oh, yeah, huh, maybe I should view it like that, you know. And like, because they didn't have an answer. But it, it, it's not because they don't know. It's because they don't, they just, like you said, they just see us living life and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, but, you know, I think that's good. So then, Simon, what is your plan then for furlough? How do yeah, you feel like you're going to approach it? Well, I think I've just thought of another topic for another day, another well, question we can discuss. Let's write it down so we don't forget but, um, it because, you know, what is it? It would be, does, uh, I'm still wording it in my head. The wording's important. <laughs> um, but it would be something along the lines of, does, does, um, does the jargon we use hold us back? So the terms of using words like missionary, furlough, mm. um, I'll think of some other words That's as good. the weeks go Church on. Church planting? Yeah. It's, 
I mean, I'd, uh, I wouldn't say I was against that word. No, I mean, but no, you use <laughs> the example yeah, yeah, the other day. Yeah, like, yeah, use that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, when I was back in the UK, I explained to someone I'd be working with a church plant. They thought I was going to be a gardener for two years. Like, watering <laughs> the one Just single one, plant. One plant. Every <laughs> okay, day. that way. You go all the way for <laughs> that? To, to water a plant. <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, just a sense of like, because if we're using this word furlough mm-hmm. and there's three of us around this table and none of, none of us really understand what that word yeah. means, we can't expect all our sending churches to understand what that word means. Yeah. We can't expect our neighbors to understand what that means. Like if I go to Miguel now and say, hey, I'm going on furlough. Like, what's that going to mean? to him? He's going to have a completely different idea to what I have, to what you have, to what mm-hmm. you have. Um, I already don't like using the word missionary. I don't know why. I, just, I have an uncomfortable yeah, concept. <laughs> when people are like, oh, you're a missionary. I for some reason, I don't like using that word. Um, what do you use? Foreign aid worker? No, I just say I'm a church worker. I work at the church. <laughs> in um, Bolivia. In That's Bolivia. a small, small detail. Yeah, overseas charity worker, I think was another. <laughs> like, whereabouts in London? It. But um, yeah, so it'd be like, does those, do those words hold us back or not? I think that would be interesting. But um, anyway, going back to your question, what would I consider as furlough? Um, based on that, I think I would scrap the word furlough. And I would just break it up into different things each time. So being, um, I've forgotten the word, being conscious as to what I was going to do. So like, okay, I'm going back to the UK to raise money, which means I will be going church to church every Sunday for the next month, for the next two months. And that that will be my sole intention. It's not going to be a break. I'm going to work for those two months. But then the next year I say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a break. So I'm going to go somewhere for two weeks or a month or however long you want, but I'm not going to work. I'm not going to go church to church. I'm not going to raise finances. I'm going to take a break, Mm -hmm. Um, which is probably easier if you don't then go to your sending country. So if I don't go back to the UK, it'd probably be easier to take a break. So I don't know, see another country in South America, go to uh, Brazil for two weeks or or Colombia for two weeks or somewhere like that and say, okay, this is going to be my break. This is going to be my holiday. Um, I think that's how I'd break it up because, yeah, I just think... There's so many blurred lines on a word like furlough. Um, yeah. And to go somewhere for six months, I just wouldn't know how to break it up. Like, am I doing enough rest? Am I doing enough work? Yeah. And I'll just be constantly worried. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, um, or you, oh, I'm going to take this week off and then church phones you and say, hey, this is the only week we can fit you in. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're now changing your timetable. Um, so I think, yeah, that would probably be my method. Yeah, I agree with that, I think. Because furlough is a word that we didn't know what it was until we became part of missions culture. Yeah, like it's something we had to learn to be, not to be accepted. That's not true, but like to you know what I mean. That's what all all missionary furlough furlough. What's what's that? You got to learn to kind of be a to feel like you're part of these like these different words or whatever. But it's like, yeah, because it doesn't really have a like if you ask five different organization presidents, they might possibly have similar but five different but equally different definitions. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, let's stop using furlough. All right, enough of this. Like, well, we never say we're. Yeah, we, we use it because that we use it because so it's the word understand. that people use. Yeah. But we don't. We don't. I mean, we don't sell each other. Hey, when are we going on furlough? <laughs> yeah, because we don't. Well, we don't go on furlough. You know, I mean, stressful to live because again, we live at home. It's stressful to live away from home, leaving your house and living somewhere where you don't live for a year. Like that's that's stressful. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> like yeah, somebody's house or. You like, like I, what do you do? Rent a home for? Yeah, like I pay rent, so now I'm paying double rent. One's the state, like no thanks. I'll sleep in my bed in my house right. where I pay. Now I got to come back and not nah, like, I'll just, anyways. But yeah, that's just our perspective. That's the way that we do it. Doesn't mean that you know everybody has to do it that way. But 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we we like it. We like it the way that we do it. Obviously, that's what we do. <laughs> I I do wish we could do it more frequently. More of it? You mean more vacations? More vacation? Not fertile. Yeah, I guess just just go back to the states more frequently because yeah. sometimes you will go by yourself. Like I always wish we can go with you. Yeah. Um. It's not fun. I mean, like I'm there. I have fun in moments, but it's not fun without like them. You know. But then I see some of the things you're able to do with us not there. Mm-hmm. Like you're able to sit down with some of. Either church leaders yeah, or yeah. some of your friends, and just really build relationship. If we were there, like Jalen is Jalen, oh Jolie, you know, yeah, trying to bust her out, <laughs> Jolie, uh, or oh we gotta go, you know. Well, I mean, they're bigger now, but still, yeah, like. Well, yeah, that's true. They were little. Yeah, I, I mean, I wish we could go back more regularly. It's just financially, man, it's it's a hit. Yeah. And it's just like, and then too, like, you spend that much money, you don't want to go for two weeks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. $5,000, we're going to be gone for two weeks. Like, maybe for some people that's doable. I mean, that's a lot of money for us. Yeah. That's a large percentage of what of what we bring and in And then the year. if you go around Christmas time, then you got presents. To yeah. Buy. And you, like, so now, yeah, so 5000 <laughs> turns into like, you know, 7000 or whatever. I don't know. I, would, I don't know how much. Because you travel, we, you know, we got to fly to Philadelphia. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we go to, and yeah. Oh boy, I'm stressed thinking about it. <laughs> I don't want to go back. No, uh, yeah. So to each his own, furlough. But it's probably the last time you hear me use that word. Thanks, Simon. Welcome. Killed it. Any Killed other the words. You want me to give it a? F- oh, there's a lot, <laughs> but uh, I'll save it. There's a lot of words we can get rid of. Yeah. So anyway, you got anything else to add? No, I'm good. Nope. Big plans this week? Yeah, man. Working out. I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna do this when I'm hurting so much right now. <laughs> you gotta push through it. <laughs> I told Ramon I was gonna start working out with my neighbor, with Carla, this week and he went like, just gave me this look like he did not believe me. <laughs> no, I just looked at you. Like, what do you mean to do? happened so many times. I didn't say anything. I just and looked so at I you. I just fully warned him yesterday. I said, tomorrow, I'm just gonna overly state that I'm in pain. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> let you know, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna say it so much. <laughs> yeah, the Jalen face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm taking the afternoon off after i get this video edited or he's gonna edit it and then i'm uploading it and i'm just gonna take the evening off and then the rest of the week we're gonna we gotta start finishing projects to get ready to go back get sermon series ready i think we're gonna do a, a quick two-week political series. we have elections coming up october 18th so that's a that's a big deal one so of the biggest oh, right. yeah one of the that's biggest nice. elections in, in bolivian history possibly uh, most important. So I think we want to, from a, a gospel perspective, want to speak to that a little bit. And so I want to get ready for that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got to finish the church up and get ready for that. And then videos, 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 and all that type of stuff. You but, just made me sound like I do nothing. Got any plans this week? Working out. No, I mean, no. <laughs> I, I, didn't even, I, wasn't th- I wasn't thinking about what you <laughs> Yeah. I do anyway. more people. <laughs> yeah. You? Helping you guys with the church. Any projects going on there? Yeah. Um, and then football. Fun Just time. my life is dominated by football right now. Yeah. Yeah, you play Just for two teams back. and you do yeah, the school. six so. times a week. Yeah. Now. It's not a bad thing, is it? No, I love it. Yeah. It's good. It's good. good. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up here. All right, guys, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you. This is an awkward ending. I just feel like I just cut. But anyways, yeah, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you, your love and support. And uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. Until next time, provecho.